0: Hello and welcome to the Skellington Grin Podcast, a place of conversation, exploration, and connection through spiritual discussion. I'm your host, Alice B. Skellinger, and in this episode, I will discuss and explain three relationship archetypes through the lens of a spiritual focus. Before I begin, I want to note that though this episode is mildly educational, It is not here to help you label your relationships and shouldn't be used to supplement or replace professional relationship advice. While I will be including research gathered from relationship experts, neuropsychologists, and counselors, I will also be exploring these dynamics with some opinions from my own experiences. I also want to add a trigger warning as one of the relationship dynamics explored in this episode contains similarities to other clinically well-known dynamics. The discussion might trigger psychological responses for those who have experienced these relationships and are still actively healing from them. So, I advise you to click away if you believe this discussion will cause you discomfort. With that being said, let's dive right into this episode. When we experience relationships, especially love and friendship relationships, we learn to recognize the psychological, physical, emotional, and social impacts these relationships place on our worldview. These experiences can help us understand what we do and do not want from future love relationships and can show us how to differentiate between platonic and romantic love. Today we'll be looking at the spiritual impacts of these relationships through the lens of karmic relationships, soulmate relationships, and twin flame relationships. I'll dive into the similarities and differences and discuss the common signs and how to identify them in your personal experiences. So the first relationship dynamic that we will be discussing is the karmic relationship. This is the one that does have a lot of similarities to the other clinically well-known relationship dynamics. So this is the one that might bring up some triggering responses for people. If you haven't yet clicked away, I would advise you to click away if you feel that you will experience discomfort from this discussion. So, what is a karmic relationship? While it's not a clinical term, the characteristics do resemble other well-known relationships, like I said. The best explanation for what a karmic relationship is was explained by Dr. Sanam Hafiz, a neuropsychologist and faculty member at Columbia University. She says that a karmic relationship is one that's filled with an all-consuming passion, but is extremely difficult to maintain. These relationships aren't meant to last, she says, but they're learning experiences for those who have them. They're opportunities to learn something about yourself that you never knew before, as well as the most significant life lessons in love. So what can you, what can you gather from that kind of explanation. What I gather from that is definitely that it is that relationship that we might wind up going through. Um, Train of thought. Okay, so this is what I would, I would take away from that. And this is what I do take away from that. A karmic relationship is, imagine that relationship that you may have had, or you may be currently, that um, really, really kicks off um, really well. There's that instant magnetic attraction and you you feel really, really drawn to that person and you recognize that you have a lot of chemistry between you or um, especially look at in, in the context of maybe a relationship that you've been in before. Um, I want you to go ahead and do and do that instead of looking at it as like, oh, am I currently in a karmic relationship? I don't want you to stress yourself. So, um, but think about a relationship that you may have been in before. So it's that relationship that, like I said, starts off with that really instant attraction. You, You really feel drawn to that person and it's like a spark turns into a flame very, very quickly. But just as quickly as that spark turns into that flame, that flame is quickly diminished um, throughout the ups and downs in the relationship. And a karmic relationship is one that is going to have that emotional roller coaster type of relationship. It's going to be that one where, um, say, your peers and your family members might notice the red flags within the relationship before you do. Um, and just because those red flags pop up doesn't mean that the relationship is necessarily a bad relationship with a bad person. Um, it's just a relationship that is not meant to be that lasting relationship because you have this dynamic between the two of you that is very opening and, and helps you to, to grow more than it helps you to, to feel nourished you know and it's usually a relationship that happens when we're younger because we're still exploring ourselves we're still exploring what relationships actually are we're still trying to find what love means to us so this is going to be that relationship that we experience that teaches us what love is and what it isn't what what love means to us and what it doesn't mean to us and, and what we can expect from love, what we should expect from love, and what we do and do not deserve from love. So how does this type of relationship manifest? There's a good chance that you'll be in the thick of it before you realize that you're in a karmic relationship. A marriage counselor from LICSW, Andrew Aaron, says that with its relationship, With its pattern of breakups and reunions, it's a relationship that both partners seem unable to resist, and it grips both partners tightly despite the damage done to both because they don't seem to be able to let go of each other even though everybody around them is telling them to do it. And Hafiz agrees. There's usually an instant connection in a karmic relationship, and for some inexplicable reason, you feel magnetically drawn to the person and like you can't live without them. You also feel this inherent destiny to be with this person and can't understand why it's not working out because this person might feel perfect. They they might be that ideal partner, um, especially if you picture and envision this partner, this, this partner that you wanna spend the rest of your life with. They have a certain look, they have a certain job, they have a certain type of um, financial status. They have a certain type of um, attitude towards them, you know, and you you also want to be compatible with them. And the relationship starts off as such, but then it quickly develops into this relationship where you recognize the, the inconsistencies between the love and the, you know, kind of like those ups and downs. I don't want to say that there isn't love in these relationships because there is absolutely love in these relationships, but there's less of a platonic compatibility and more of that like sexual chemistry between the two of you. Um, So let's first talk about the different signs. Let's go into the different signs of this type of relationship. You can also experience this type of relationship in a... In, in your family, or with a friend, or, or even just a brief encounter. So it doesn't necessarily have to be that romantic partnership, but it's more often found in romantic partnerships than it is in um, family partnerships or friendship partnerships. Um, you're going to notice these signs more in a romantic relationship than you will in a platonic or familial relationship. So. Um, that's why I, I noted on that like sexual tension because you will more often feel, um, especially in a romantic relationship, that sexual chemistry than you will have that foundation of a friendship dynamic. So, here are some of the signs that you can use to determine if you've ever been in a comic relationship or even if you might be experiencing one right now. And for those of you experiencing one right now, Again, if this, if this is triggering for you, I want to advise you to go ahead and click away from this episode if, you are, if you're starting to, to, to get a little bit um, anxious or, or if um, any other kind of response is happening within you that you're starting to feel discomfort, I want to advise you to click away because this might, this might trigger some uh, responses from you that you might not want to uh, experience right now. So one of the typical signs of a karmic relationship is that roller coaster of emotions. It, it often feels like a minor argument is the end of the world. And in the very next moment, or a couple of hours later, or even a day later, you're wondering why you're fighting, but you continue to have that, that really, you know, energy-charged fight. And then, and then you'll come away from that fight and be like, let's make up, you know? And then, and then the cycle just repeats and repeats and repeats. And, and like I said, you have these really high highs, but you have these really low lows. There's a pattern of happiness one day and then misery the next. And, and it usually comes out in like that fight and make up and fight and make up and fight and make up. And it's kind of that on again, off again type of relationship deal it resembles a very codependent relationship as well. So sign number two is that codependency. One partner will typically have the other partner kind of, I don't want to say eating out of their hand, but definitely one partner's investment in the relationship is different from the other partner's investment in the relationship. And you will have that one partner that creates this um, dependency on the other Um, the dependency will come from the one partner that says you know or does things they might not even say it directly but they definitely imply through their actions and their words that the other partner so person A is going to imply with their with their actions and their words that person B cannot live without them and and they'll show them in different often subtle ways that they can't be without them or person B's um attachment style to person A is going to come across as like codependent and um sometimes the negative connotations that we will associate with that are going to be the the clingy partner and and the partner that's always texting and the partner that's always worried and the partner that's you know always always jittery because they're anxious within this relationship dynamic and they're anxious around their partner but they're more anxious when they're not around their partner and the partner the other partner might not be as emotionally in tune so they don't understand where these actions are coming from even if they've had a help in creating this dynamic Um, and sometimes this will also happen because partner A might be love bombing partner B and and showering them with with different types of affection and gifts and and compliments and everything like that and then the next minute they're they're making partner B feel like oh well um you know I do all of these things for you and yet you don't appreciate anything because blah 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 blah. blah. Well, it, it's almost like that um I'm giving you and giving you and giving you this material love on the outside but I'm not nurturing your emotional and mental growth on the inside so so that that tends to be one of the signs as well um, it can often be a one-sided relationship where there is one person that tends to be self-serving and the other one doing everything in their power to keep them happy kind of that you know self-serving person and then the other person has that people pleaser dynamic um and this is and this is uh one of the signs that can even come up in those family relationships Um, so so maybe a narcissistic parent and child dynamic um, where where the child wants to do everything to to get the approval and the permission and the acceptance from the parent and no matter what they do the, the parent looks at them and, and, and treats them as if what they're doing is not good enough. And then they go into their, their adult life and they, and they feel like they're not worthy, or they're not good enough, or, they're, or um, any other type of you know, narrative like that. Um, there's also a fear surrounding how it will end. So, so sign number four is, is typically gonna be that fearfulness towards how that relationship is gonna end or that relationship ending at all. You're gonna, be, you're gonna be wondering, okay, well, if this relationship does end, are we gonna ever be able to be friends? Are we gonna ever be able to have a healthy dynamic later on in life? Um, will we even get back together? Um, if, if it's a romantic relationship, will we get back together? Um, and, and it's kind of, you know, this, this relationship that makes you wonder who you're gonna be outside of this relationship because you've been so used to defining yourself within that dynamic for so long that once that dynamic is gone you you almost question your identity and you and you question your sense of self because you don't know what kind of sense of self you have and and it can take a while for you to get your bearing on on who you are and what that sense of self is so what is the purpose of a karmic relationship? So, Dr. Sanam Hafiz says this to do, to do with the purpose of a karmic relationship. At the core of all of this, the purpose of a karmic relationship is to learn and grow. The ideology behind a karmic matchup is twofold. To break the cycles of bad behavior from past lifetimes and to learn how to heal. So this, so this kind of goes into... A little bit of a philosophical and kind of like spiritual mindset when you think about past lifetimes so going into that karma aspect especially um, and that belief in karma that that often comes from like Eastern Eastern um, Eastern spiritual beliefs I'm not going to pinpoint one because um, (laughs) there there are several that that believe in this but one that we might associate this with more is is the hindu beliefs um surrounding karma and dharma and and kind of that like um, that resurrection um not not resurrection but like maybe like that reincarnation um so so any belief systems that might have that um that ideas of like whatever you do comes back to you and um if you do something in this life and then you are and then you are reincarnated into another life Um, it's because you still have lessons to learn and you still have things to do and you still have um, patterns of behavior to to come out of and um, you have generational curses to break which is which is going to be an episode for another time but um, that's that's going to be a discussion in another episode but it's that idea of, you know, you're, you're continuing to go through this cycle and go through this cycle and go through this cycle until you learn how to break um, these behavioral patterns that aren't serving you or these, um, these relationship patterns that aren't serving you and learning how to heal yourself from that, but also how to become the person that you, you want to be and not so much focusing on what you don't want. To you don't want to do. Um, With that in mind, karmic relationships are very different from other intense relationships such as one with a soulmate. Hafiz says that people often confuse karmic partners with soulmates and they aren't the same because karmic relationships will teach you about the world and others whereas soulmates help you to learn your own self-worth. So kind of using So kind of using that buffer between karmic and soulmates. Soulmates and karmic relationships, you typically have more than one. Um, You'll go through these types of relationships more than once in your life. You don't just have like that one specific soulmate. Um, You you can have multiple soulmates. They can be mentors, they can be um, instructors, they can be family members, they can be your friends, they can even be love interests, and and the same thing can go for karmic relationships. They can be any type of relationship. They don't have to necessarily be romantic, um, but you're going to have more than one in your lifetime, but the difference between a karmic partnership and a soulmate partnership is that the karmic teaches you about the world outside of you, whereas the soulmate is going to teach you about your own self-worth and where you feel that you stand within your environment and and where you want to see yourself versus where you are now. That soulmate relationship is going to be a little bit more of that guide to, to help you to understand yourself um, and is inherently going to be um, a bit of a healthier relationship. I don't want to use that word because, you know, it implies that the karmic relationship is just disastrously unhealthy. Um, and it's not. It, it's, it's not disastrously unhealthy. It can be, um, but that isn't always the case. You know, you want to you recognize that these relationships, even though you you might be experiencing these signs, you might be going through these dynamics they're going to be, um, they're still going to be unique to your own personal experience. So even though they have their own similarities in the dynamics, um, so so if you've gone through a karmic partnership and your best friend's gone through a karmic partnership, um, they might have some similar dynamics and they might have had like similar signs and red flags, but they're also going to be unique to your own experience. So I don't wanna say that karmic relationships are inherently you know bad or inherently toxic but they are going to be a little bit more triggering than a soulmate relationship because a soulmate relationship is going to focus on that internal growth and and could trigger you in ways that um, and could trigger you in ways because you're you're experiencing things that you thought you weren't going to experience of course but a soulmate relationship is is oftentimes going to be more tender it's going to be more understanding it's going to be hey this is okay you're not ready for this it's okay i'm still here i'm going to help you get through this kind of kind of idea and and usually winds up being that like mentor mentee relationship or that uh or that relationship that's um, you know your best friend kind of relationship um so um so just to kind of to kind of uh, briefly touch on soulmates, I'm not going to be touching on soulmates as much as I am going to be touching on um, karmic and twin flames in this discussion. But to to then to then bring it to to soulmates real quick, um, think of, think of that person that you maybe have been friends with for over a decade, or somebody that you are actively in a relationship that feels really beautiful, and you are both. Pushing each other to succeed simultaneously at the same time, and and you're living in harmony with each other. And even when you you do have your your downs, um, you have more ups with this person. You you have this this relationship that's just much more understanding and much more tender um, and and comforting um, than you might have. Or might be in you might have experienced or might currently be in a soulmate relationship a soulmate connection because you can definitely be yourself around this person and you can experience the different the different things that you need to experience in your life but you're able to have your your um your sense of self and your sense of self-worth. And this other person is able to have their sense of self and their sense of self-worth. And you both help each other to express that. And whenever you feel insecure, you can share that with that person. And they're like, okay, well, well, what's causing you to feel this way? And how can I help if there's any way in which I can help? And even if that way is only to be, um, you know, uh, a shoulder to cry on or an ear to listen, then that person is going to just, Inherently, be much more of like that caretaker um, within a soulmate relationship. So, so going back to you know the the purpose of a karmic relationship, you'll feel good, balanced, and happy in a soulmate relationship. But in a karmic relationship, um, Hafiz and LCPC, Carrie Mead, a licensed psychotherapist and certified life coach, both agree on the fact that in a karmic relationship, the purpose is to advance the soul forward in this lifetime. And you'll always feel like something just isn't quite right. Carrie Mead says, I believe that the most important thing to know about a karmic relationship is that your soul has chosen to learn this lesson for its advancement towards knowing, enlightenment, and understanding. And this, this choice will always be subconscious. This choice isn't always going to be conscious. Like you may have consciously chosen to, to date that specific person or to or to um, interact with that specific person but subconsciously, your your soul has a lesson to learn. And you may not know it on a conscious level, but you're going to recognize it once you've gone through that experience. And and sometimes it can take several years after going through that experience, um, and and then going through whatever healing you need to do after that experience, especially if that experience was traumatic and you might have to go through therapy. you're you're going to it it can sometimes take years to understand um what what that experience was trying to teach you and sometimes it does help to look at it from a spiritual perspective as well as a psychological perspective because you can get a better understanding of why you you think a certain way or why you feel a certain way or or the um Physical responses that are going on in your body if you're experiencing anxiety thinking about that person. Um, so, so, yeah. But you, but it's not. It's not to say that like you'll always experience this traumatic experience when you're in a karmic relationship. That's not it. Um, <laughs> but but if you do experience traumatic experiences in a in a karmic relationship, if you do go through. Um, Abuse and um, narcissism, and then you the, then you come out of that relationship, and you start going to therapy because you're experiencing anxiety, you're experiencing um, PTSD, you're experiencing um, depression, and um, your self-esteem has taken a critical hit. <laughs> then then you can you can look at that um, outside of that dynamic and. With the help that you that you need to to get um, for yourself Um, like i said it's going to be different for everybody but with that help that you decide to get from yourself you can then compartmentalize um, what it is that you went through and why it has uh, attributed to the responses that you were going through carrie mead also says that you must always remember that your soul provides a karmic provides karmic experiences for others that you may be unaware of and sometimes you receive the lesson and sometimes you give the other soul a lesson. So sometimes the lessons within karmic relationships are for the betterment of both of those individuals at the same time once they leave that relationship. And, and it is possible that if you are in a karmic relationship with someone now, and you leave that person, and you wind up coming back to them years later, and you are both healthy and evolved, and, and there's a healthier dynamic between the two of you, and you wind up together in some sort of um, new divine connection, then it could very well be a healthier relationship 10 years from. But you will never know that until you go through that experience and then learn to heal from it and learn to um, accept those lessons, I guess. So if you are in a karmic relationship and especially one that is just, you really need to let it go at this point, um, here are some ways that you can go ahead and walk away. and The best ways to walk away. It can be very difficult, especially if you're leaving because the partner is abusive, codependent, or just isn't isn't a good relationship anymore. Um, an ending is far from easy, especially in a karmic relationship. Significant strength is required to break away from the kind of intense connection that exists in these dynamics, especially if there is a victim and victimizer or a codependent dynamic. Even though these cycles are destructive, the partners feel comfortable due to growing up with a distorted definition of love and self-value. Because of this, the support in leaving is a vital factor in making the transition. The best way to move forward from these kinds of situations is to recognize the lesson from it. And... Dr. Hafiz gives the advice to focus on you and your self-worth and respect. If your relationship doesn't seem to prosper without you and you at your best self, you should act on it. Remember that these relationships are born out of conflict and will most likely end in conflict. Nine times out of ten, a karmic relationship is going to be extremely unhealthy and toxic but I, I try to avoid using the word toxic because it can, you know, just, it, it's a label. It is a label and, and in and of itself, a karmic relationship is a label. And I wanted, I, sh- I probably should have prefaced um, beforehand that I don't want you to get attached to these labels that I'm talking about in this episode because, um, once you get attached to those labels, you'll start looking for them in every single relationship that you go through, and I don't want you to start doing that. But if you are noticing the signs, if you are noticing the patterns, then definitely start to act on that. And and try your best to, to figure out if this relationship dynamic is a karmic relationship and it is an unhealthy relationship, um, how, how to best leave this relationship and like I said it's going to be different for everyone and sometimes it might be easier for Joe Blow over here and and it's not going to be easy for for Jane Doe so um you know but at the end of the day it comes with a lot of recognition and a lot of responsibility to to move away from that unhealthy relationship and even if you are in an unhealthy relationship and you're recognizing the signs of a karmic relationship, just remember, this relationship isn't happening to you because you are unfit to be loved the way that you are meant to be loved and the way that you deserve to be loved. You are not a burden, you are not broken, you are not damaged after this relationship you may have emotional damage, you may have mental damage, you may have spiritual damage, but that doesn't make you damaged goods. It just means that you have a healing journey to go on. And you are still, you are still loved, you are still valid, you are still an amazing person. And I want you to remember that as as best as you can. That just because this kind of relationship happens to you doesn't mean that you you deserve to have it again when you cut the cord you break free from the karmic bond forever and the good news is that you've already experienced the hardships and it's time to learn from those mistakes it's time to learn from those lessons try not to draw this from a place of anger or blame but instead take responsibility for your actions and the role that you can take now to restore the balance in your life bottom line, whether it's a romantic relationship or a relationship with a friend or family member, experiencing a karmic connection with another person is something you'll never forget. In fact, the lessons that you learn from these passionate relationships are what helps to propel you forward as you enter into new partnerships. That said, if you're being mistreated or if you're unsure how to escape an unhealthy relationship, it is always critical that you reach out and ask for help. So. With that being said, I want to move on to my favorite type of relationships to talk about, which is the twin flame relationships. I love talking about soulmates, but I feel like soulmates are the ones that we have the most understanding of. Because we we've been, we've learned what a soulmate is. Um, the best way that I can that I can explain a soulmate relationship is that quote from friends, if you've ever seen friends. He's your lobster, you know. Like, it, it, it's it's kind of true. Like the the soulmate relationship, like I said, is a much more tender relationship and a much more healing relationship. And and you're gonna have that bond sometimes that continues even after the relationship ends. So a soulmate relationship can can last for years. It can last until the day that you die. It can. It can you know precede you in death and if you are both reincarnated again and you and you wind up meeting the same soul in another life you're just like hey what's up you know I remember you from blah 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 you know Uh, so or or if you believe in an afterlife where where you where you might meet up with with that soul again and you're just like hey how's the afterlife treating you it's great I've got a paradise how's it treating you um you know like but um you know, regardless of, of what you believe in, um, we've we've grown to understand more of what that soulmate relationship is, and that's the relationship that we also will tend to covet, but also sometimes not recognize that we might even already be in until we've been in it for a long time. Um, and like I said, you can see that soulmate relationship as like the best friend type of relationship, that one that is nourishing on both ends and comforting and just you have this amazing foundation of trust Um, you have this amazing foundation of respect you you have this person who is going to sometimes give you a little nudge but not so much of a hard push unless you really need it um, to to grow as a person and to and to develop and move forward Um, but is also without without saying that they're gonna hold your hand because because they're not. <laughs> they're not there to like hold your hand and like baby you, but they're definitely there to um, to be a little bit gentle with you if you feel like you're not ready for, for something. They're gonna be the most understanding of that. Um, But the reason why i love talking about twin flames is that there are so many common misconceptions and they do sometimes get construed for soulmate relationships as well because they are a very intense soul connection um like a karmic they're very intense connections but the only difference is is that they're not always going to be that that toxic relationship but can definitely be that like triggering relationship i do want to say that like twin flame Ascension can sometimes trigger you in a way that you were not expecting and that's not to say that like oh It's going to be a hard relationship Straight out the gate, but it's going to Release things that maybe you are suppressing um, And help you to ascend a lot higher so The definition of a twin flame relationship is an incredibly intense soul connection and a more apt description is that mirror soul or a person's other half. So um, especially if you're on this kind of a journey to find your other half, once you start learning more about spiritual connections, you'll understand this to be a twin flame connection. but the but the common thing in a twin flame connection that people then associate a twin flame connection with being something just inherently negative and and very much in in alignment with more of like the karmic connection is this runner chaser dynamic that that can tend to happen once you get on that twin flame journey you you essentially become the runner and and then the other person becomes the or, or you become the chaser, and then the other person becomes the runner, is what I should have said. You become the chaser because now you're on this twin flame journey, and now you know about twin flames. Now you now you're you're starting to learn what a twin flame connection is, and then you're just like, I'm gonna go find my twin flame, and it doesn't always work like that, um, because then you'll you'll start to get attached to that label. You'll start to get attached to the connection. You'll start to get. You know, kind of obsessive, and you will, and you will form this twin flame obsession. Um, but it's still something that I like to talk about, so that I can help people to understand what the purpose of a relationship is, um, and and why the runner chase dynamic happens, why the obsession can happen, how the obsession can happen, how it can um, how it can impact you what you can do if you're recognizing that you're becoming a little too obsessed with the twin flame connection, um, and what to do if you've met your twin flame, how you can tell if you've met your twin flame, and um, what you can do to uh, experience this relationship in a healthy way. Um, Because more often this this twin flame connection is going to be that well, well, I don't want to say more often, that because that's that's untrue. You can have a twin flame and it not be a romantic connection, um, similar to similar to soulmates or karmics. It doesn't have to be a romantic connection, um, but a twin flame is going to be more likely to be um, a a romantic connection. Um, but let's go. Let's let's dive into this after. Um, after this this definition of it being like that other half Um, so expert Todd Savas um, explains a twin flame is being your own soul a twin flame is your own soul shared across what appears to be two physical beings it's one soul split into two bodies and digging a little bit deeper he he also said that when a soul is created it is split into two parts mirrors of each other constantly yearning to reconnect so another another definition that i've heard um that was explored by uh the hermit tarot on um uh on youtube um i love her by the way (laughs) if you're if you're looking for other um really good tarot practitioners um, really amazing tarot practitioners i i as a tarot practitioner myself will always hype up others in the community and one of the ones that I will always hype up is the hermit tarot on YouTube. Um, she is an Australian based tarot reader and she the way that we, the way that she goes about things is just absolutely beautiful. I I watch her general readings on YouTube every now and again. I love the way that she explains things. And she started doing a podcast called Spirit Talks. You can find it on her YouTube because she does have um, a playlist on her YouTube with um, the Spirit Talks podcast episodes. Uh, You can find it on Spotify and you can find it on Apple Podcasts. Um, It's Spirit Talks with the Hermit Tarot. And the way she described it is, is kind of like the way in which you will understand whether or not you have a twin flame is, oftentimes, you'll, you'll, your soul will recognize things from other timelines, things from other like past lives, um, the lessons that you've learned in past lives, and what happens with a twin flame soul is that the soul will go through lifetime after lifetime after lifetime after lifetime before it splits. The soul will grow and grow and grow and grow and grow. And And at the point that it cannot grow as a single soul on its own anymore, that is the point when it will then split and then wind up in two separate bodies um, on the physical plane in the human existence. But they're constantly yearning to reconnect. They always have this this niggling feeling that like they're missing something. They're missing this other half of them. And the, the purpose of a twin flame is at its core, twin flame love is about spiritual growth and its purpose is to awaken your soul. The purpose of discovering your twin flame is to speed up your growth, release wounds, remove blockages, and lead you to true self-love. Moreover, these relationships can be incredibly challenging because they shine a light on your insecurities and your deepest fears for that spiritual growth to happen, and that can sometimes be difficult to face. But I do want to say that while twin flame relationships can be challenging, they're not always going to be inherently toxic and I want to dismantle that belief right now because um when when people hear the word challenging they will and and triggering they will automatically assume that that means toxic and and I want to dismantle that belief because it like I said it's kind of like with the karmic relationship or even with the soulmate relationship it's going to be inherently dependent on your own experience but um a twin flame relationship is going to be a little bit challenging because it like i said it can help you uncover things that you might be suppressing that you might be finding difficult to face and sometimes the twin flame counterpart that you meet um and and this is the this is this is also the caveat to um to twin flame relationships you only have one twin flame. you do not have any other twin flame. Uh, sometimes a karmic partner will will be um, identified as a false twin um, because they do sometimes share similar dynamics with with how they can challenge us for personal growth. Um, but you only have one twin flame. You only have that one mirror soul. And. Twin flame relationships are therefore much more intense because you tend to mirror each other. Whether that's in your ideas on life or in your experiences, you tend to mirror each other. But there's also this very deep type of love there as well. Um, and, And oftentimes when we learn about twin flames, we tend to start searching for that connection. It can get a little obsessive when we start searching for that connection and we're wondering, okay, well have we met my twin? Have I met my twin? Have I met my twin? Um, who is my twin? Do I know my twin? Is my twin already in my life? You know, um, and 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 if they're not in my life, when am I going to meet them? You know, and, and it becomes exciting. But, but the reason that I say that it can kind of get a little obsessive is because I've also been on my own twin flame journey. I I know who my twin flame is, I've met them, I've had experiences with them. And um, we are, probably for the better, no longer in communication. (laughs) Um, Because, not because we are toxic to each other, um, but because we were bringing out things in each other that that needed to be brought up so that we could heal, but it was becoming a bit more of that toxic dynamic between us. because of of different insecurities that we both had. Um, I'm not going to say that he's in the wrong. I'm not going to say that I'm in the wrong. We were both in the wrong um, in in certain things that we did. But um, without getting uh, any more personal, um, let's dive into uh, the purpose of the Twin Flame a little bit more. Twin Flame encounters present a mirror. The things you don't want to deal with, the doubts you have, the inadequacies you see within yourself, all of that is going to come up through that twin flame presence. Twin flame isn't doing anything to make you feel that way. Your fears are just heightened and activated. And, and that is why I, I said that they're not to be confused with toxic relationships because they are not inherently toxic. Some twin flame connections can be toxic, um, but they're not supposed to be toxic even though they can be turbulent Twin flame relationships aren't always romantic in nature. Again, like the karmic relationships, they can sometimes be that, that best friend. They can be that mentor mentee. They can be that um, they can be that uh, that family dynamic. Um, but they are just as easily found between platonic friends and mentor mentee. Twin flames are not uncommon. So sometimes the most common um, twin flame relationship is gonna be that mentor-mentee relationship um, because that person is challenging you to, to grow, to grow, to grow. And, and sometimes you might be seeing that challenge as like, oh, they're pushing me, they're pushing me, they're pushing me. You know, and, and especially if you're putting up that resistance because you're just like, uh oh, I'm not comfortable with this. <laughs> um, you know? So you're putting up this resistance. When they're challenging you and that's why the the twin flame dynamic can be a challenge is because one person is trying to um, get the other to recognize where they need to grow and the other person is being like i'm resistant right now i don't know if this is right for me yet i don't know if i'm ready to you know go on this on this on this tangent but the but the person doesn't stop pushing and that's why it can sometimes create a little bit of that turbulence um because you have one person who is actively recognizing the dynamic and actively recognizing the healing that this other person might be needing to do. And, and person B is just like, I'm not ready, I'm not ready, I'm not ready. And then person A can sometimes get a little bit like, okay, well, when will you ever be ready? If you're not ready right now, when is gonna be the right time, right? But twin flame relationships are not difficult by design. In truth, um, this relationship is designed to test and develop your understanding of yourself more more than anything. It's less of that understanding of the world around you and others and more of this understanding of yourself. The mind wants to make it a romantic story where everything works out easily though. And that in and of itself can be the the biggest challenge is because we we're looking for that romantic love so we're going to start searching for that twin flame and think that it's going to be that inherently romantic relationship and sometimes it just isn't and even if it starts off as like this romantic connection or even a sexual connection um, it can turn into this like friend dynamic or this this partnership that that winds up being this mentor mentee dynamics and and the the like romantic or sexual nature of the relationship just dissipates because it turns into this mentor-mentee dynamic. So what is the difference between twin flame love versus other types of relationships? Twin flames actually share your soul across two physical forms. It differs from other relationships because it's a type of connection and journey that cannot be shared with anyone else on earth because you only have one. And um, so like I said and like um, Todd Savas also says um, he offers this, this description um, of, of a twin flame versus a soulmate think of it as each soul having its own tune soulmates sing a tune that's closer to you than anyone else in the world however a twin flame is you so your twin flame holds the same soul tune as you so so if your, if your soul tune might be um singing in the rain. <laughs> then your twin flame soul tune is also going to be singing in the rain. Um you know or or if your your soul tune is um is oh what's a what's a good love song like a good a good love duet. So so picture 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 in your mind a good duet. Like your favorite duet your twin flame is most likely going to have that same soul tune. Signs that you found your twin flame. There's an instant recognition and and an intense attraction. Similarly to the karmic partner, the twin flame connection is going to have this instant recognition and attraction between the two of you. But your, your bond is very solidified and all the pieces of your life just seem to fall into place. There's gonna be a lot of synchronicity. They often, um, twin flame relationships unfold and they often will find that they have a shared moral compass, a shared moral compass. I almost said compass, wow. A shared moral compass and matching interests. They uncover plenty of coincidences and similar past experiences. There are also a lot of intense emotions, including amplified securities and doubts. Just as your emotions are amplified, so are your insecurities, your fears, and doubts within this relationship. The purpose is to show you that you are, the purpose of a twin flame relationship is going to be to show you the things that are holding you back, um, even if that thing is is yourself and your own self-limiting beliefs. Um, But you're also going to feel very drawn to the other person, and the relationship can sometimes be turbulent, not toxic, just turbulent. The ugly part of the twin flame relationship is really just as a result of the fact that you're being forced to confront and, and hold accountability for the parts of yourself that you don't like and parts that you'd rather not see. And, and therefore when that curtain is being pulled back, it can be a little bit unsettling because you're, you're looking at yourself in this mirror now, (laughs) basically. Um, Um, think of it think of it as like okay each of you are holding up a mirror in your hands to the other person and and telling and telling each other look in this mirror what do you see and and you can get a little terrified and, and it can come as a shock but it's only because you're you're looking in that mirror and instead of just seeing you know, maybe you don't like your nose shape or maybe you don't like your smile or maybe, you know, you need to, you need to pluck your eyebrows or something. You're, you're also going to see through, through your own eyes your mistakes. You're gonna see your downfalls. You're gonna see your shortcomings. You're gonna see those times where you failed. You're gonna see those things that are holding you back. You're gonna see those belief systems that you have carried on in your life, whether they were belief systems that you carried on from other people, or their belief systems that you've come to 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 recognize from from the media that you've consumed or or anything that you've consumed. It's going to be these these things that you're going to that you're going to recognize, and you're going to be like, oh, now I have to I have to face this. And and I don't like to use the words demons, but um, you're going to be facing those internal battles with yourself. When, when you are in that twin flame connection. Um, and, and sometimes it can get a little bit, it can get a little bit turbulent and it can get a little bit triggering, but it's not necessarily going to be toxic. Hang on, I need a sip of water. Um, another thing that people say about twin flames is that it's an on-again, off-again relationship. And it can be, but the difference inherently between the on again off again that you might experience in a karmic relationship is that you will likely be coming face to face with that internal battle a lot and it can lead to a lot of powerful emotions that um, can can cause a lot of overwhelm so so if you're on again off again within a twin flame dynamic it, it can feel like just too much to handle and and therefore you'll just kind of like essentially give up on the relationship but then come back to it when you feel like you're ready or when you feel like you're healed but the difference between a karmic and a twin flame is that you can understand that because you are one whole part of the same whole you are one part of the same whole but you are also very uniquely whole and complete on your own you're not gonna feel this like need for your twin flame to be there. You're not gonna feel this like burning and and like anxious need, and and you're not gonna fear losing them either. You're just gonna be like, okay, okay, that sucks. You know, like like you might you might not deal with it so nonchalantly, but you're just gonna be like, okay, I'm hurting, but I'm not I'm not going to go seeking them out either. Um, you're kind of more of like, when the time is right, things will level themselves out and things will, will go back to a stable balance, or, or things will evolve and then we'll be able to have that stable balance if we do wind up in union again. But the biggest, the biggest thing um, that separates twin flame relationships from any other type of relationship is that you are inspired to be a better person. So, like Savas says, this journey demands spiritual growth and the purpose of a twin flame relationship is to awaken you to your untapped potential and ignite a fire deep inside of you. This relationship pushes you to do, pushes you to do and be better. And at the end of the day, it opens a world of possibilities that you never dreamed of. Without growth, it's impossible to get past your fears and whatever else is holding you back. Twin flame love is therefore incredibly powerful and serves a distinct purpose. It elevates you to a better version of yourself. So um, before I wrap up, I do want to answer the common questions about twin flames specifically because this is a topic that I... I also do readings on and this is why I really love talking about twin flames a lot Um, so the the common the common misconceptions of twin flames is um, does everyone have a twin flame no those who don't have a twin flame have yet to experience that soul splitting fracture um, like I said, you know, twin flames are only created once a soul has has gone through several cycles in it, in their life and has learned the lessons that they needed to learn on their own, and then the soul splits and and becomes two two halves of a whole and becomes two whole souls on its on their own as well as being two halves of a whole. Um, only once that soul fracture splits does everyone have a soulmate. Um, not a soulmate, but a twin flame. Are um, z- zodiac signs twin flames? Astrology can help to understand twin flame dynamics, but you don't necessarily have to be the same zodiac sign. You don't even have to be um, within the same kind of uh, zodiac uh, level like like not the same element so you don't have to be two water signs you can be a water and a fire you can be an earth and an air you can be a water and an air you can be a fire and an earth you know so it you can be two fires you can be two waters you know you can be two two airs or earths It, it doesn't matter um i'm a scorpio and my twin flame is a fire sign so i'm not gonna say which one um but uh my my twin flame is a fire sign but If you don't meet your twin flame it's just because you haven't experienced that soul split yet and when twin flames meet it's it's because they're they're ready to meet. Their their souls are ready to recognize each other. But that is all the time that I have for today. Um, So I hope you enjoyed this episode and if you have any questions or comments that you would like to leave you can send a direct message to me. Um, on my social media or through this podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode and thank you for tuning in to Skellington Grin. Bye. Have any questions, comments or concerns following an episode? feel free to send me a direct message through Spotify or Anchor FM, and I will gladly respond to your feedback. You can also suggest topics that you would like me to cover in future episodes. If you would like to connect with me on social media, feel free to follow me at Skellington Grin on Instagram and Twitter. If you would like to receive exclusive content, feel free to follow me on Patreon and become a patron today at patreon.com slash